Welcome or welcome back to both sides of the barricade. We have a very, very special guest this week, Miss Olivia O'Brien. She's a songwriter who also sings. She's signed to Island Records and her most recent single now came out in September. Her debut album, Was It Even Real, came out last year and she has released two micro mixtapes since then, one featuring the instant classic Jocelyn. She's featured on the Zach Sang Show, Billboard, Once to Watch, Coop Domain, and many more. She's amazing. Olivia, is there anything you'd like to say before we get started? I think you got it all, and you made me sound way cooler than I am, so <laughs> Well, I try. So I guess we'll start with how we met. Would you like to tell the story? So we met from your friend Ian, who I met in 2017 when I was opening for Jack and Jack. And we like ended up following each other on social media. And I said that I needed someone to make a tattoo for me um, of my birth chart. And he was like, my friend Jordan can, she can, she's a really good at art and she can draw something up for you and you can get a tattoo. And I was like, amazing. So then um, I literally, or is it on this arm? I think, yeah. So yes. this is <laughs> literally true. Every tattoo time I see it, I'm like, ah. <laughs> So amazing. Thank you so much. You literally like, it's one of my favorite tattoos. I never see it too. Cause it's on the back of my arm. So whenever I like take a photo from the back, I'm like, Oh my God, I love that tattoo. Um, but yeah, so it's a pretty, pretty fun story. And then you guys came to my show in, um, Philly, 2019 right? Philly. Yeah. And then also to, when I played that little festival, what was it called? All things go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That was a fun day too. It was raining, but it was a fun day. Was but yeah, I, like, the thing is with Ian, like he didn't tell me that he was gonna like send my name over to you for the tattoo. He was just like, I think he did. He told me like after the fact, but he was like, oh, I think like, like I sent your name over to Olivia. And I was like, oh, okay. Like not thinking much of it. And then you messaged me and I was like, oh my God. Cause I had like never designed like anything like tattoo wise for people and like some for to do it for someone like you, where I was like, oh my God, I'm like a fan of her and her music. Like, it was just crazy. And I remember you being like, like, let me pay you for this. And I was like, no, like literally like I'll take a ticket to the show. Like I'm just a fan, <laughs> Like, but it was so cool. And now whenever I see you like post a picture where I can see it, I'm like, oh my God, I drew that. Like, it's so crazy. Like every time I see it, it's awesome. And then, yeah, like when we met at your actual show, I remember like thinking you were like so down to earth and cool because I think on social media, people are like, intimidated because you like look cool and you like you know just you're an Instagram baddie almost and so like you were like intimidating but then like meeting you in person I was just like oh my god she's the coolest like you were so nice and so like down to earth and cool so yeah we love Olivia in this house <laughs> so yeah that being said, I mean, obviously we're a special case, Ian and I, but what would you say your relationship is like with your fans generally? Um, I like to kind of, I feel like I treat my fans like my friends, which is an amazing thing, but also sometimes like, I think like, cause I, for example, I had the second account, um, Olivia O'Crian and I got really personal on there and I was in a lot of group chats and I would try to talk to everyone, which I loved. And I kind of, not since I've deactivated the account, I haven't been able to like communicate with everyone the same way and the same amount that I used to. And it's really sad, but I just felt like I was almost being too personal on that account and like too letting people in a little bit too much because then like definitely not everyone for most people were like super amazing about it. But I, there was just a few, a few times and in instances and people that just, I feel like just assumed too much about me because they felt like they almost know, knew me too well, yeah. but they actually didn't. 
And it just, it caused like, it, it just gave me a lot of anxiety. So I ended up deactivating the account. But um, whenever I do talk to my fans and it was none of like my fan accounts or anyone like that, that ever did anything. It was just like random people. So um, yeah, I, whenever I do talk to my fans still, I, I feel like I always kind of treat them as my friends and I talk to them how I would talk to my best friends because they have my same sense of humor and yeah. they understand my sarcasm and they are able to roast me right back all the time. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, but. no, I miss that account, Olivia O'Crian. That was such a funny name too. Like, <laughs> we miss her. It actually, the name started because someone made a hate account called Olivia O'Crian, but they spelled it C R Y I N, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, that's literally the best thing ever. Because um, my friend Trevi, she was the first person that ever called me Olivia O'Crian, or she was like, she posted a story one time. She was like, I'm Olivia O'Crian right now. I was listening to my song, and so. Um, I kind of like that was my first ever hearing that name and then someone made a hate account and called it Olivia O'Crying and I was because they were like oh she is always crying about something and blah 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 like trying to make it a bad thing and I was like that's not a bad thing I love that name like that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard so then I just spelled it differently and made my own account and then they like deleted their account because they were whatever it was so stupid so um yeah <laughs> I kind of turned, turned a bad thing into a good thing but I love yeah I miss that account yeah so yeah now I want to know a little bit about like how you grew up around music and what your relationship was like with music growing up um and how you got discovered and that kind of thing but we'll start out with like your influences as an artist um like influences from when I grew up or influences from whenever when you grew up I guess yeah um, I definitely was a big Beyonce stand from the moment I her- first heard any Beyonce song ever. My mom, um, one of the first albums that I like vividly remember, like, pl- like listening to the CD of in the car and like having the CD in my car, um, was I Am Sasha Fierce. That was like, oh, if I were a boy, I was like, this is the most amazing lyrical masterpiece I've ever heard <laughs> in my life, which it still is. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. I think definitely Beyonce, definitely Alicia Keys, um, Amy Winehouse, a lot of strong female influences. India RE was another one. My mom was always playing India RE because she's just like, is female empowerment, like all of her songs, her song video. Like, when my, bleh, oh my God, I can't talk today. When my mom <laughs> came to visit me like a couple years ago, I remember we were driving down Mulholland and I played video. And my mom started crying and she was like, I always played this song for you growing up. I was like, yeah, that's why I'm playing it right now. So I get, I get the, my trait of crying all the time from my mom. <laughs> I love that. I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like I cry a lot, but my parents don't. My dad's a cancer, but he's not like emotional like that. He gets like, he'll drink wine and then like get emotional about music. Like he'll be watching like concerts on YouTube and be like, you know, the song reminds me of you guys. Like, and then he'll get, get emotional. That's like my sister cancer, but she's not outwardly emotional either. She's like, but she is like deep down. She's cancers are like the crabs of the Zodiac. they like sign mm-hmm. uh, or their animal or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's like they have a hard shell, but they're soft on the inside. That's how I say my sister is. She's like yeah. the crab. No, that's definitely my dad too. Cause like, he'll only get like that. Like I said, like, I think he cried literally like he drank wine and then cried to like the Bruce on Broadway, like trailer, like the Bruce Springsteen, like Broadway show. He like cried. Trailer. He's going to be so mad that I showed that. <laughs> Whatever. So, um, so what was your first concert then? 
when you're growing up? Concert. Um, well, I went to this like I don't know. It, I don't know if you consider it a music festival. It was like a concert for like it was a bunch of random artists when I was like seven. That was the first like concert I went to. I don't even remember where it was. All I remember is that it was like. I saw like Cat Power and I think like Jack Johnson. It was like a bunch Ooh. of random people and Death Cab for Cutie. Oh. Um, I was like, oh my God, I'm at a concert. I was upset. <laughs> and then my first like actual concert concert that I made my parents buy me tickets to was the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, my friend Allie that I just had on, I think the Jonas Brothers were her first concert too. And she's like, I've seen them like 20 times. And I'm like, like over the like year. I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> she was a stan. So that's fair. Oh, I was obsessed. I found my old like t-shirt I got at that concert the other day. And I was like, this would be so cute. It fit me when I was seven, but it's like, now it would be like a baby tee on me, you know? <laughs> me, me. Oh my God, me if I still had my like Miley Cyrus Best of Both Worlds t-shirt, but oh. I don't. Um, But yeah, uh, Jonas Brother. Who was your favorite Jonas Brother? Joe. Me too, me too. Look at me and just know I'm a joke girl. Yeah, <laughs> I was the same. I was the same. And I wasn't even like, I don't even know. I kind of went through phases. I was like, I had my One Direction phase. I had my Justin Bieber phase, but none of them like stuck, you know? Oh, One Direction phase stuck. Oh, well, I mean like, like Harry now. I'm like, yeah, but like <laughs> before then it was like, I think I was a Zane girl when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Okay, I could see that for you. Yeah. Well, I, I loved his Harry hair. Girl. Yeah, I loved his hair. Now Harry has better hair, but... um okay so then how did you get discovered and signed I know this is a fun story that you've probably told a million times so you don't have to like go into detail but um basically I was like 14 and in high school and I decided I wanted to post covers on SoundCloud of me like literally it was they were like so shitty like I literally it was back when SoundCloud you could record from the app I don't even know how people uploaded stuff back then I also wasn't very tech savvy but um like from what I knew you could pretty much only like record stuff um like at least on your phone and um I had like the iPhone 4 and I would press record and then press stop and then post it you couldn't even like edit it at all so as you can probably guess it sounded like garbage the quality and stuff <laughs> but and I like I would mess up a chord kind of and if the rest of it was good I'd be like no it's fine nobody's gonna notice um so I posted those like stupid covers for a while and then I um I'd always written my own songs but I never felt comfortable enough to post them and when I like I remember one time I did post a couple of songs and in like a school bus on a school field trip we were coming back and these boys were playing my songs in the back of the bus and like making fun of me and I went home immediately and deleted all of them and I never posted another one oh no um, so uh, yeah it was not you know it's not the coolest thing in the world in high school to post covers I don't think anyone thought I was cool for that <laughs> they thought I was very not cool but I kept doing it because I liked it and it was fun for me and it was like a cool release after school um and then I did a cover of Nash he had one song out at the time and he was opening for Black Bear and I was a really big Black Bear fan and I looked up who was opening on the tour because I wanted to go so I found him and he had one song and I was like I love this song I did a cover of it and I was I guess I was the first person to do a cover of it because he saw it and he was like oh my god this is so amazing like someone covered my song um, and he ended up giving me uh tickets to see to come to their San Francisco show and I went and I thought I was so cool I was on the guest list I was like yeah guest list um and literally me <laughs> I felt so cool I was like oh my god um 
And then he came out after his set and was like, do you have any original songs? And I was like, actually, I do. I'm a little bit of a songwriter. So I sent him, I hate you, I love you. And he was like, I want to produce a song for you. Let's do it. And so I came down to LA with my dad. I'm from Napa, so it's like a five and a half hour drive. And, or maybe six. My dad drives really fast, so it's like five and a half. And we stayed in Hollywood and I went to Napa his house and we recorded the song in his backyard and I didn't even know he was going to put a verse on it at first um and he sent it back to me all produced and with his little verse and I was like oh my god I have a song this is crazy and then we put it on SoundCloud and then um it just started started going doing things and so mm -hmm. then we put it on Spotify and Apple Music and everything else and then it just it just blew up and we didn't have anyone pushing it at first we had like it was literally we just put it out yeah um, but it, it helped a lot actually we had a lot of like there was a lot of like social media kids that posted it and stuff and that's kind of how it blew up like I remember Andrea Rustit posted on her like Snapchat story and then eventually like Kylie posted it on her Snapchat story it was like this whole thing it was so yeah. crazy and then from that I'd like labels started reaching out and the song ended up being signed to Atlantic because Nash got signed to Atlantic so I had like that song assigned to Atlantic and then everything else is with my label which is Island and they reached out to me and a bunch of other labels and I got a lawyer and managers and everything. It just kind of happened really fast after the one song. And then I was yeah. like, oh, I guess I'm going to make music now. And this is what I'm going to do with my life. So yeah, pretty, you, pretty you were in high school when that happened. Like, that's crazy to me. I cannot, I didn't know what I was doing at all. In oh, high school, so. I didn't know what I was doing either. <laughs> Don't you worry. I was, I can't even believe that I had people like watching me when I was that age. Cause I was so embarrassing. <laughs> Like I even even in a couple years from now, I'm probably gonna look back at me now and be like, "Wow, you are so embarrassing." <laughs> I think about that all the time. I was literally going through my like tweets today, and I'm like, "Delete, delete." Like these are so annoying. Like, <laughs> uh, you were onto something deleting Twitter. Like, <laughs> I deleted. Also, I went. I like used some app where you could delete all of your old tweets because I knew that all of my old tweets are so like embarrassing. I had Harry Styles fan account tweets. Yeah. My Twitter was originally my first, like my literal verified Twitter that I have right now is, was originally at I love Harry 33. Oh my God. I literally feel like <laughs> I, I love that though like that's so the cool. first time that I'm I think I've said that publicly but yeah I was a Harry Styles fan Twitter account and that's valid <laughs> now like king I wish I knew like my old like I, I didn't have like Instagram and Twitter until I was like in high school weirdly like I just I was a Tumblr kid like so I don't I wish I remembered my like Tumblr usernames they're all probably like Lana related like <laughs> it was always something like that but I can definitely relate um, I'm glad that I wasn't allowed to have an Instagram like at the time. I definitely had a Lana fan account at one point though. I think yeah. someone asked me that on the podcast, but yeah, I definitely had it. And I remember the username, but I won't say it because it's so cringy. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that was how many years ago now? Like you getting signed? Uh, I'm about to turn 21. So like five years ago, wow. I got signed when I, the song came out when I was 15 and I got signed, I think when I was 16. So yeah, almost five years ago. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. So how would you describe where you are now in your career then? Um, I don't know. Um, I feel like because of the pandemic and everything, things have really like not gone the way that they were supposed to this year. Like I was supposed to play Coachella. I was supposed to finish out my second headline tour, which was like the biggest shows I've ever played. And um, 
yeah so I feel like a lot of things are kind of paused right now and I'm trying to not let it like get to me because obviously I'm still doing things I'm still writing I'm still able to release music which is one of the best parts of what I do I, but I, I do miss live shows and like I, it's just such an easy way to like I mean it's not easy but it's a, it's one of the like best ways to to like reach new audiences and just yeah. to go and meet people and and tour and um yeah so I'm I'm really missing that and it's kind of hitting me just as the year as as it, time keeps passing and things are still the way they are I just more and more it just keeps hitting me like when am I gonna get back out there when am I gonna get back out there so yeah I feel the same way and that was I was literally going to then bring up like Coachella because that made me so sad I, I literally know. I remember you telling me you were playing I got so excited and that was before like the lineup came out and then when the lineup came out I was like oh my god this is like a dream lineup so I like I was I was gonna go like I was going this year and it was ripped so cruelly from my hands and yours too because I can imagine it was extremely upsetting to like find out I also didn't um go last year because I was on tour and I was like oh it's gonna be perfect because next year I'm gonna play so it's gonna be all worth it yeah now what (laughs) dude like the day that even just the day you were playing would have been enough I was like oh Lana Marina FKA Twigs Olivia and then Frank Ocean like I know sign me up that was one day (laughs) I know I'm so sad I yeah they sent like out they sent out like a survey for Coachella where they were like oh who do you think should play I'm like don't change a thing do not change a thing about the line of chat (laughs) and I know they're gonna have to but it makes me I know I know know the lineup was so good I was so excited I'm just but you know it's gonna be okay it's gonna be all right and there are worse there are way worse problems in the world right now oh yeah going through a things so oh. I've tried to like look at the positive side of it because like obviously like in my world it's a really sad thing but in the grand scheme of life I'm gonna be just fine so yeah it's all right. and I think I think when it happened we were it was like it was more like a oh you know we still thought it was only gonna be like a month yeah and- we were like oh it's gonna happen in October like, yeah yeah fun. Now it's like, oh, well, that's like the last thing I should be worrying about. But yeah, like 2023. Can't yeah, wait. literally, literally. Uh, no words. But yeah, so in terms of quarantine, then in your daily life, like how has that changed? Because I mean, like you live in LA and like people I'm sure you've seen like are still out like partying and doing all these things and not really abiding. I don't know what it's what like the rules are over there. But what how, how has that been for you? Just like daily life? How has it changed? Um, thankfully, like none of my super close friends have gotten sick or anything. So I've been kind of like removed from like, I don't know, I feel like I'm in like a little safe bubble. And I do see I live with my friends. So it's like, I still I'm not like alone. And I see my friends. And actually, I've been at my friend's Doss's house like every day, because she just broke her ankle in three places and literally can't walk. So I still I'm so lucky enough that I can I get to see my friends. And I don't feel like I mean, I mean, my life is infinitely changed. But like I I don't like we can't go to the club not that that was like such an amazing part of my life but it was yeah. something that I like on the weekends um but I think I'm just so used to the way that life is now and like we can still like like there's like restaurants down the street that I can walk to and like go and sit and like with my friends that I live with and like have food yeah so it's like I can still like do some things and I can still go to Pilates. They do it outside now. They separate them by six feet. It's great. So like there, like, I'm just, it's, it's at least better than it was in like 
March, which is crazy because they're more lax now with things, even though there's more cases, which I don't understand. I, I think know. I think we're gonna go back into lockdown most likely, which I'm not also not mad about because whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm just like, hey, I'll do whatever. Like, yeah. I'd almost rather lock down and then like hopefully things get better. Like, like I'd rather just, stay at yeah. home than I'm just worried about like if we do lock down again, then people are like the people that because last time it happened, like all these people were like, I will not wear a mask. This is oppression. And they like, like in Orange County that was happening, which is like wow. so close to me. So I'm like, if people don't listen to it, like if there are orders, stay at home orders, we have to listen to it in order for it to be effective. And I feel like a lot of people are just going to like protest it and be like, no, I'm not doing that, which is then yeah. it's not going to work. So yeah. And like, like I, I'm in New Jersey. I mean, things are getting bad here too. Like I have a feeling we'll get locked down, but, and here wearing a mask isn't that much of like a, a statement, like, but I've definitely like my friends who live in North Carolina or like down South are like, no, well, people are not wearing masks. I'm like, yeah. we're just no, never getting crazy. rid of it. <laughs> we're never getting rid of it. <laughs> See, that's how I feel. That's why I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the right, cause I mean, obviously I'm not a scientist, so I don't know what the right way to go about this is. I'm not, I'm like, is it better to have stay at home orders until it's gone? Or is it better to like go back to semi-normal life so that people like the economy, like, I don't know what the right thing yeah. is to do for anything. So I don't even like, I don't even know. I'm like, I'll do whatever they tell me to do, yeah. but I'm not going to, I'm not going to say like, we need to do this. Cause I don't know how things are going to go. And people all have their different opinions and their different views. And that's why I think that's why things aren't going well here because yeah, there's, there's so, too many there's so much, yeah, there's too many people, too many different opinions and so much like it's, it's become such a political thing when it shouldn't be. It's yeah. like, why is it a political thing to wear a mask? Like that's just to protect other people. Yeah. Uh, the struggles, even like nine, what, what are we like month nine? I don't even know. Like, and we're still having issues like this. I'm like, guys, this is life now. <sighs> accept it. <laughs> this is life. Uh, okay. So assuming that all goes away in the next five years, hopefully, like, um, where do you see yourself going as an artist after all of this is over? After like at least shows can come back, you can like go to sessions in person again. Like, where do you see yourself going first? Like, or doing? First? Um, well, I've actually been able to do a couple in-person sessions. Everyone just has to get tested before, and then um, so, but it, they're very few and far between. So it's like, I'm mainly at home. And a lot of times I'll have one set up and then like someone will cancel or something. Like, it's just everything. Like I have had like maybe like three, four in-person sessions in LA, like um, in the past few months. So it's it's definitely not what I used to be doing, um, but I'm happy that we can like, you know, have some some kind of semblance of, of normal, normal work. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly try not to think too hard about it just because we're so unsure about everything and we don't know when shows will come back. But I feel like Europe will probably be ready for tours before the US is. So hopefully I'll be able to go do a Europe tour, which I've never done before. So yeah. that's the bright side of things that I might be able to do that. Um, and I just, that sounds like a dream to me, especially because you get, you can get like double decker tour buses, which I'm really excited about. It's like a stupid thing oh, to make sense. But yeah. But no, that sounds exciting. Just being able to travel again is going to be so like, I mean, it'll, I think it'll take some getting used to, at least for me, I know I'm going to be like, oh, this is weird. Like, should I be doing this? But I think once yeah. things 
gradually get back to normal it'll feel like really exciting to be doing things again so So there's uh, apparently the vaccine is like gonna happen thankfully so I'm kind of having a little bit of hope because if if people are getting vaccinated then it's like I won't be as scared to go places and see people and like because I'm like even in two years from now like just everything our perspective of, of being around other people has changed so much that like even in two years when it, even if it's mostly gone like being in large crowds is going to feel weird it's going to feel so weird to like be around people that don't have masks on and like be like it's going to be scary I know so going to like a festival I'm like whoa that like the, the idea sounds foreign to me now like to be even like in a in crowd a- without masks I'm- I literally watch shows now and I'm like or movies and I'm like they're not wearing masks like even though it was filmed I'll watch something from like the 80s and I'm like oh they're going to an into a restaurant without a mask and then I'm like wait this is literally like this wasn't happening back then it's so it's crazy it's crazy yeah yeah how life has changed oh my god so weird oh so I have some fan questions for you um Shout out to Twitter fan accounts because they really pulled through and gave me some good questions. Um, so the first one is, what have you learned from Nash and Hate You, Love You that you still use today? Um, I mean, that song, sometimes when I'm like, I get down on myself about just like my, if I have a writer's blog or I don't know what I'm doing or like a lot of times if I can only write sad songs, I'll be kind of down on myself because I'm like, I have to write like pop songs. But then I'm like, my biggest song was something that nobody thought ever would get big because it's literally like the most minimal production and the most sad lyrics ever. And yet it was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, that it kind of gives me the like peace of mind of like, okay, I can, I can do the sad things and I can kind of do whatever I want. And like, I wrote that song, I composed that song and I could do it again. Um, and I don't have to follow any kind of protocol or like, like formula for a song because that follows absolutely no formula and it was my most successful song. So um, I think it always kind of gives me that kind of inspiration. So. That's nice. I feel like it would be a TikTok song. Like, like it would get popular if it was. Oh, it, it was huge on Musical.ly. That's another oh, thing that. Yeah. Up. yeah. There you go. It was one of the original TikTok mm-hmm. hits. Um, oh, this next one. How are you doing mentally? I'm actually doing pretty good, but I think it's all because I am going to therapy weekly, which I, I used to hate therapy. My mom like forced me to go as a child and it just traumatized me because I just didn't want to talk to them. And I never, I never fully utilized, um, the experience of therapy because I didn't want to be there. I think it only works if you want to go if, if you're the one who wants to go and you want yeah. to help yourself. And I started going a few months ago because I was like, I just want to, I just want to go to therapy. I want to see if, if it'll work this time, if I actually want to go and it's been working really well. And, um, yeah, I, I actually feel pretty good most of the time. I, obviously everyone has off days. You can't, and that's another thing. You just have to forgive yourself if you're, if you have a bad day, like, it's not like, like whenever I do have a bad day, I'm not like I'm depressed again. Cause it's like, yeah depression if when you have clinical depression or any kind of mental illness that you kind of have under control you're gonna slip back it's always it's always a battle it's you always have to keep it like at bay so I'm gonna have my days but that doesn't mean that I'm back to my old self where I was constantly feeling depressed every single day and 
like in a hole. Like that's, I'm not going to go back to that because I'm, I'm constantly working to get myself out of it, if that makes sense. So yeah, no, that's so true. I feel the same way about it. And especially with therapy, like you have to like, not only like be the one kind of like, oh, I want to get help. I want to like feel better, but you also need to like trust and like the person you're talking to. And I feel like that's a struggle that like me like when I first went I didn't like who I was talking to but then like when I found someone it became so much more beneficial for me because I felt like I could open up and talk about my problems you know so I totally understand what you mean there I've gone to like nine different therapists in my life so it takes a minute and I I, it also is just like being being able to be comfortable with a random person is it's hard it's really hard but then you have to realize like they can't legally tell anyone anything you're saying yeah so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's like an echo chamber. It's like, you're talking to yourself Yeah. and they just can give you like a little bit of advice here and there. So and I, I, for me, it's like, I was tired of having to rant to my friends all the time about my problems, which I'd still kind of do a little bit, but <laughs> it's nice to just let it out and talk to someone because yeah. for me, I don't even necessarily need her to like, give me advice. It's more just like, this is what's happening and I'm letting it all out. And you kind of come to your own conclusions when you talk about stuff out loud. Like I'll, I'll talk about something that happened and be like, maybe it happened because of this and this and this. And then I'll like make the connections just because I'm sitting there talking to someone. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you yeah. journal? Cause I know I, obviously I'm sure you like write like songs and poems in your notes or anything, but do you like write out like how you're feeling like just journaling? I've gone through phases where I did that. And then I just feel like I, I'm never consistent with it because yeah. I just, it, it just ha- kind of, when I, when I feel like doing it, I'll do it. Yeah. But I, I'm also a really big notes app user. Like I don't, even when I write songs, like everything's in my notes. I don't like write anything down. So I have like, um, almost like a journal like section of my, of my iPhone notes where I'll write random things, like whether it's poems or just paragraphs about things I'm thinking or feeling or yeah. ideas, random things. So I have, I have that, but I don't necessarily like do it every night or do it religiously. It's just kind of whenever whenever something's happening up there yeah that's kind of how I feel like I I definitely write I journal like when I'm like feeling bad about something but I'm never consistent like I remember I tried to like journal daily in 2020 like that was like a resolution of mine and then like a month like a week before the lockdown happened I stopped and I'm like well now I shouldn't even like try to start because it's all like nice stuff and then it's like, oh, by the way, pandemic happened, like, the next time I write. And I'm like, that makes no sense. So I kind of yeah. just give up because there's no use in me trying to regularly journal. But I use my notes app to, like, I document, like, my dreams in there because I just, like, writing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even though I'm, like, yeah. I need to do that. I have some weird dreams. Yeah. Even though, like, I'll write them when I'm, like, half asleep and then wake up and I'll be like, this is completely incoherent. I have no idea what I was trying to do. But... Um, uh, what has been inspiring you lately? Um, not much, <laughs> honestly, not much. I've been, it's, it's been a struggle for me to write this year. Um, one of my friends just went through a breakup and, uh, I actually wrote a song about her. Um, and that was cool. That was a different experience for me because I usually only write about myself cause it's just what I, what I know. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to you know, take inspiration from other things, which is what people have been telling me to do all my life. Cause I'm always like, no, I need to destroy my life so I can write about it. And they're like, no, you can write about other people. I'm like, okay, maybe. So I've been trying to just put less pressure on myself. Cause I feel like, because I, I was always so like, like writing is my therapy. And like, I do this for like all the kids that feel like how I do. And that was always my mindset about it. But 
I don't have to be doing that. Like I can take inspiration from other people and from other things and still have the same effect and still, you know, kind of pertain it to my, my life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working on that just to, to kind of gain more inspiration because my life is boring. I don't really do anything. So I watch a lot of TV and a lot of TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> my mom just got like addicted to TikTok. Like she thinks that she's like a genius or not like a genius, but she thinks he's like innovative for like getting addicted. I love parents on TikTok. I love it. And I'm like, and it's it. just, it's hilarious to me. Cause like her for you pages is, is like craft ideas or like gift ideas for the fan. Like it's like such wholesome stuff. And then like, I go on my TikTok page and it's like people screaming, like it's like chaotic yeah, TikToks. Yeah. Like yeah. the energy is like meant to be chaotic. And then like, that's all I get. Or like, weirdly, I almost tweeted this the other day, but I was like, no one cares. <laughs> um, but that like, my TikTok for you page thinks I like live in Oregon and grow shrooms. Like, because everything that I get on TikTok is like how to dehydrate your shrooms. And I'm like, when did I? I've seen a couple of those. I've seen a couple of those too. I'm, like, I'm on like astrology TikTok and like tarot cards yeah, and like yeah. crystals. And then also like really weird videos where like I don't know what's happening, but it's really hilarious. Yeah. That. Or like, remember that time when everyone was like, oh, TikTok. And then there was like, and then they like, there was this weird side of TikTok where it was all like deep fried. And then there was like beans for some reason. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And then there was like department store and like none of it made sense, but that was my entire for you page. And I was Same. just like, I like, is this funny or are you just telling me that it's funny? And so I'm like, it was a weird, that was the weirdest time in TikTok. But yeah, I don't, I now like, and also all my friends always send me TikTok. So I always see this stuff on theirs and it's so funny to compare like the different kind of things that we get. Yeah. I don't like the one guy that comes to my head all the time. Like he really describes my TikTok for you page, but mud consumer. I don't know if you've seen any of his videos, but it's just him. Like, I don't know how to describe his voice, but like he has a very specific style and like, I don't, I'll send one to you, but like, it's just, I feel like I see him every time I open the app and I'm not mad because he's funny, but like, it was just strange. I showed my mom, like my for you page and she was like, that's scary. (laughs) I'm like, it's not my fault. (laughs) um oh I like this question what is the funniest or craziest thing that has happened to you on stage either like from the crowd or like to you like I don't know I don't know nothing like super really crazy happens at my shows I feel like yeah um sometimes people will hold up like their phones and like write something like have a funny message on it um like and I'll like look at it and try to like not laugh while I'm singing because <laughs> yeah. I look out and it's hard to see people's faces but like when they have their little screens up I'll see it and it's like the only thing you can see and I'm like oh my god mm-hmm. um but I don't I don't know I don't know yeah I was trying to think if anything happened at like the ones that I've been to I don't think so I think everyone's just like happy to be there you know <laughs> everyone's pretty chill. no one's like doing anything crazy there's no like moshing I mean how would you mosh to an Olivia O'Brien song I don't really yeah know. but maybe to Jocelyn I think we figure that out True. um actually I liked when I on my last tour before it got sadly um postponed yeah indefinitely <laughs> um I for Jocelyn I, I bought all these like blow up sex dolls yeah I don't know if they had any actual holes but they were like these like girl like blow up dolls and I would like sign them and then throw them out into the crowd and um I was like the intention was for people to like throw keep throwing them around for the whole song but then like people 
would just take them. Like they yeah. would they would go out into the crowd and then they would quickly just go be hidden because someone would take it. And I was like, this isn't working how I wanted it to work. But it was still cool to throw them out. So. Yeah. That's funny though. I think they, they might have. I mean, I don't know where you bought them, but I'm sure they did. I wonder if anyone took them home and like <laughs> used them. But okay, I don't know. <laughs> that's what I think. I'm like, my head immediately went there. I was like, oh, um, <laughs> um, Oh yeah. Okay. And then I, I thought, what is the craziest or funniest thing that's happened to you during quarantine? So if anything has happened then. Um, my life has literally been so boring. You don't like, you don't even understand. It. It's so boring. I don't um, do anything either <laughs> for myself. There was a phase in like the very beginning where, when I still lived with Drew, where, um, we like just were going fully insane and we would just like get drunk together randomly and and we would watch old like early 2000s reality shows and we were just so mentally unstable it was the craziest thing ever and there was a time one night we just put wigs on and we're like taking videos of us like twerking and like being crazy and um I think we like posted them on our stories and we found them the other day I don't know if we were looking through like our archives on Instagram or like our camera roll and we were just like oh no I maybe I actually maybe like a fan account posted or something we saw oh, somehow somehow we came across them and we were like what were we on in the beginning of quarantine we were like so not well we were so not, it felt like the apocalypse everyone was so scared and we were just losing our minds losing our minds like for real yeah well and now it's like oh we're used to it like it's we're doing the same things but we're just used to it yeah, yeah the only thing I did during quarantine like when I thought it was only gonna be a month I was like oh I'll use this time to like binge a show I've always wanted to watch and so I watched Sons of Anarchy and like three weeks and it's like 90 hours of show so I had like a full-time job of watching the show um and I was literally obsessed like I would stay up until like five in the morning like just like episode after episode and I was obsessed and now I'm like should I watch it again I'm like no it's too much for me I apparently can't handle it because that was quite the three weeks so I I wish I had never watched Game of Thrones because that would be like a perfect thing to binge because it's so well, if you're looking for like a drama filled show with like a great story, great characters, Sons of Anarchy is a good one. If you haven't seen it, I'll watch. Um, I recommend it to everyone because it's literally my favorite show. And I watched all of Game of Thrones, love Game of Thrones. I love Breaking Bad. Like if you like those shows, you'll like this one. Okay. Um, oh, what's your favorite TV show at the moment? That was the next question. Um... I lately, just because of how serious the world has been, I've been like finding a lot of comfort in like old stupid shows I used to watch as a kid. Like I've watched like iCarly. I watched everything that was like on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, and now I'm rewatching Awkward, which is just like my comfort show from like when I was like 14. Yeah. I'm like 13, 14, which I, I'm just obsessed with it. So I'm rewatching it and it's great. Where are you rewatching that? Because I tried to like, I think they took it off of Hulu. That's where it's I was. On Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I will be watching. Be <laughs> on there because a lot of stuff on Amazon Prime. I'll be like, oh, it's on here, and then it's like, buy an episode for three dollars. Which, by the way, I bought like pretty much all of iCarly, which is so embarrassing. Oh, I would do it too. I've been trying to rewatch that as well, and I don't know if you've seen um, Freaks and Geeks. Um, it was on, I haven't, but I actually want to because everyone was like, a, like it's one of those. Also, another show that's like that that I haven't seen is Skins that um, everyone's obsessed with yeah and I'm like where was I in my in high school where I when everyone was watching these like yeah. wait, what was I doing <laughs> no like um what was the one we were talking about before awkward oh what oh oh freaks, freaks and geeks. Geeks. 
sorry um but yeah it was on Netflix for like years and I would watch it every year because I was obsessed with it it's like a mini series and so it was like oh I watch it like in the fall and then don't watch it again until next fall but they took it off and I'm so mad because it's not on any streaming service you have to like buy it and I'm like I mean I will but I'm sad about it but you should watch that too because it's totally like I would think up your alley I've been meaning to I literally have like a list in my phone and it's like the number one thing in there so I will watch yeah and then skins that one's coming back big time because that was everyone talks about it on TikTok too yeah exactly it's on TikTok everywhere so I'm like oh the next generation will understand the impact that Effie Stoneham had I see yes um because that was like one of those shows that I would reblog on Tumblr all the time and like that it was just like such a staple of like alt Tumblr that era and now like that TikTok's kind of reviving that a little bit like it's coming back big time and I'm happy because it's a great yeah. show, but it is just, it, it gave so many kids nicotine addictions. I just know it like, cause they just made everything bad look cool. So, I mean, that's how all of those shows are though. Like I, I always watch things back and I'm like, how was I watching this as like a little 13 year old? Like, yeah. So yeah. Weird. But I think that one's on Netflix. So you should okay. watch. Cool. I will. Um, okay. And then final fan question. What is your favorite song in your discography? Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm sure. I really like, but, wait, what? I'm sure it changes, but currently. It does, but I mean, I have like an emotional attachment to pretty much all of my songs because like obviously I wrote them. So they like mean something to me. Um, but I really like Almost in Love and Sad Songs in the Summer. Like I feel like those songs, because I wasn't really thinking about anyone else when I wrote that. Like I wasn't thinking like, oh, this has to be a pop song. Like it kind of went for my more like, I don't want to say like, alternative because obviously my music is not alternative but like it was that was more of my inspiration for it yeah so I feel like it's it's more of like a vibe when I put those songs on and like they make me like feel a, a way that my other songs kind of don't also we lied to each other um I wrote that one like with no I mean I was I was it was me and this producer writer Teddy Geiger and it was just us in the room and she was like doing her thing and I pretty much wrote all the lyrics for myself which um just makes it more special to me so I like that song a lot too yeah all great ones I was like obsessed with sad songs in the summer like when I heard that almost in love too like those songs were so good and I love the micro mixtapes love them um okay and then I have I'll ask like a couple of my questions um so one of them was how do you think being in LA in the LA social scene has affected you personally or as an artist and do you like do you feel that there's social pressure do you find your career taking a back seat to maybe like feeling like an influencer that kind of thing um it kind of goes back and forth for me because sometimes I'm like I don't ever want to post photos of myself again because I want to be taken seriously as an artist and it's like it's literally just because of the way I look at the people that I'm friends with that people would get that impression of me and like I can post whatever I want on social media like I, I stopped caring if people think of me that way anymore because it's like I, if they want to figure out who I am, they can Google me. I have a pretty established music career. So I'm not going to like not post what I want to post because I feel like people are going to think I'm an Instagram model. Like that's like, that's something I just shouldn't even really care about. Um, But at first when I moved out to LA, it was really hard and I didn't feel like I fit in here at all. And I just, it caused a lot of um, just insecurity and it was really bad for my mental health. But as I kind of got more of an established friend group and I have like, my friend group is so tight and so close and 
there's a lot of us there's like nine of us in our like in my like daily like best friend group chat there's like nine of us so we we have like a big big happy family and I love all of my friends so much um and yeah I don't know I feel like I, I don't even care about being in the social scene anymore I just kind of like am accidentally in it and now that I'm a lot more confident in myself and just doing better mentally I'm able to be like okay I don't care if I fit in and then as soon as I had that mentality then I felt like I actually did fit in but also it's like I don't care like I just don't care and I, I think part of part of it and part of just like being here and being around models all the time and all these hot people and these famous people it's like you literally just have to not care and you're fine because if you care you're gonna get you're gonna get hurt you're gonna get yourself into some trouble so yeah I just think I just I'm friends with my friends and we do what we do and whatever (laughs) love that we love not caring anymore like once you get to that point it's like so freeing like being like oh I can just do whatever I want and like not worry about whatever I want look however I want cut my own bangs (laughs) yep yep (laughs) I love that um okay do you ever find your creative freedom compromised as a signed artist? Yes and no. It's like no one's ever out here telling me, oh, well, I'm like, sometimes they'll be like, we need a pop hit. But I don't like, I'm not like, going to take that to heart or anything. It's like they're trying to make money. Like, obviously, yeah. I get it. Um, and when they make money, then they have more money to give me. So cool. <laughs> more budget. But I, I think if anyone's putting the pressure, it's more me because I don't want to like let anyone down it's more something that I just feel and it's just the way that I am is like oh I need to be doing this I need to be doing that it it comes more from my own thing so it's it's on and off sometimes sometimes they'll they'll say some things and then other times and also a lot of times I'll make a song that I don't think they're gonna like that's like more slow and and sad or whatever and then I'll send it to them and be like I know you're not gonna like this or whatever and then they'll be like we love it so (laughs) That's what, what I've realized is like, I can just kind of do whatever I want. And if they like it, they like it. If they don't like it, they don't like it. And sometimes I'll write a pop song. Sometimes I'll write a sad song. Sometimes I'll write whatever. So. <laughs> Love that. Well, yeah. And I, that is weird. Cause you'd think that like your label would be more leaning towards like the pop songs, but like, if they actually like your ballads, I'm sure that that's like exciting for you when they're like, yeah. Oh, I, we actually really like this. And you're like, Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> But that's true. Like, hate you, love you. I think about that one. That one's not a like a pop, an upbeat pop song. So you're not limited in that way. Um, okay. And last question for me. Um, I often get annoyed on behalf of you because some of your dumb, some of the dumb accusatory questions that you get on social media. Um, what is a question that really makes you roll your eyes that you get a lot? Well, I mean, the the whole with now, the whole Akon sampling thing. I'm yeah, like, I, that's the one I, that made me write the question. <laughs> every like so many songs are samples or interpolations or like remixes that you don't even realize are because maybe the song is less popular it's just like everyone knows that Akon song so everyone's like oh my god like is this like a less popular interpolation would be like I, d- I literally didn't even know this until I was listening to Old Image and Heath and I was like Good Night and Go by Ariana Grande is literally yep. an image song but yep. like and and nobody even knows that because that song is way less popular um I literally found that out like a week ago which is so crazy but there are so many songs like that that you don't even might not even realize are interpolations and that doesn't mean that 
the person who sang that song is not creative. Like that, the Ariana version and the Imogen, Imogen Heap version are completely different songs. She still yeah. had to get creative and figure out a way to like redo it. And with the, with now it's like, all the verses are different. The melodies are different. The production is different and everything is different except for that one hook melody. And I caught, I even copied the cover art so people would know like it's yeah. like Akon, like my, I'm signed to a major label. They would never let me put something out that was a copy of something unless we got it all cleared. Like people just do not use their brains. So like you're trying to get away. I'm like, how would I get away with copying one of the biggest songs ever? Like that song is huge. Everyone knows that song. Like, how do you, like, am I, am I, do people think I'm that stupid where I'd be like, nobody's going to know that I copied Akon? Like, oh my God. <laughs> I just can't believe it. It blows my mind every time. And still to this day, every time I post anything about that song, I get comments. Hmm, this sounds familiar with this emoji. I'm like, <laughs> yes, it does. Thank you. Thank you so much for understanding the entire point of the song. Thank you. And it's called now. Like, it's not like, <laughs> like what? Literally what? That literally, that made me write the question. Cause I had been seeing it so much. Like I saw it a lot. I was like, guys, like, are we not familiar at this point with like what sampling is? Yeah. It's the most frustrating thing in the entire world. And no matter how much I talk about it, no matter how many TikTok jokes I make about it, no matter how many comments I replied to, there those people are the ones that are just like because there's always going to be new people seeing it right like yeah. I can say whatever I want to the first 20 people that say that say something and then it's going to go and be in someone else's recommended then they're going to see it and comment the same thing I can't I can't physically go and reply to every single person that thinks that and tell them so I, I just feel like up. you get it the most though because I'm like there's every song is like sampled in somewhere or another at this point like there's so many so many I feel like you're just getting it more. I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, not to be like, I'm a victim, but like, why? Why me? You're like, why do I have to do? And like, the thing is, it's, it's most funny because like, you literally like, did an interpretation of the artwork too. Like, it's not like you were like, oh, I'm not going to like, acknowledge that this sounds like the Akon song. Like you literally did like, oh my God. Anyway, see, I'm already getting annoyed again. Like, I know it's literally the most annoying thing in the entire world. So yeah. And that's the first question that you've gotten that I feel like you've gotten a million times. I'm like, why is it always Olivia? I feel bad. Like, <laughs> you know what? It's fine. Everything's fine. So yeah, that's all my questions. If you have any questions about fan culture or anything, feel free to ask. If you don't have any, that's perfectly fine. But if you have any about, like, for me or, like, about me going to school for music business, anything like that, feel free. I mean, I don't really have any questions about fan culture just because I was I was one of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was one for a very long time. Um, and I still kind of am. Like, I stand Megan Thee Stallion. I will... I love everything that that woman does. She yeah. can just like, she can just like sit down and I'll be like, yes, oh my God, that was perfect. So. Arriving. <laughs> album, I cannot wait. Um, oh yeah, I'm a, I can't, she also, she never stops working. She just always has stuff for us. I'm like, please, yeah. thank you. Keep us. <laughs> um, I mean, what kind of stuff do you learn in school about the music industry? Like, what do they, what do they cover? What do they teach you? So um, the class that I um, may or may not have skipped to record this, um, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I, I'm learning about like entrepreneurship in the music industry okay. and like I also have to learn like music publishing stuff and like all the yeah but boring <laughs> I, know, I, know. I, I didn't know anything when I started and it's so it's like so much and people like the general public like obviously as you have even just you listen to music like in a different way than I feel like the general public just because you're actually like really interested in it so like yeah. someone like you would you know about sampling and all the stuff we just talked about like even without probably all that education but it's like these people have no knowledge of how much and I'm sure you're learning even more every day like yeah. how much into it and how all the stupid little things because when I first came into the industry I was like what I have to have a publisher and a label and a whatever what is this what is happening yeah. and then I had to figure out what it meant so like it's cool that you get to like actually you're probably gonna end up knowing way more than I have about everything well I mean okay so like my favorite I'm on like the business side of my program they have like a tech side and a business side obviously the tech people are people who want to like produce or do live sound or anything like that but for the business side it's more like oh I don't want to be an artist but I want to do like you know the industry stuff and so my favorite classes that I've taken are like artist services um where we're just learning about like the different things that artists have to need help with like their team and everything and then um Oh, I had like a PR in the music industry class. Loved that class. I just like like marketing, promotion, like public relations, that kind of thing. I find that very interesting because I like the idea of building a demographic, building a fan base. That's very interesting to me. Um, probably because I was said demographic for probably many people, but um, you have your inside scoop on all of that. Yeah, but I think that's why I also get so annoyed when it comes to like people having no understanding of that. And I I need to like understand that they're not going to school for what I'm going for so but so they wouldn't know but um it gets me pretty annoyed like it just makes me roll my eyes because I'm like guys come on like they're asking the dumbest questions to artists I see it all the time and I feel bad for the artists because they have to like get it I'm like it's not like they have yeah, to but it's like but <laughs> you just have to remind yourself like like I just said like people they just don't have the knowledge of the music industry and like why should they you know they yeah. don't they, they have no reason to so it's like yeah. I almost can't be mad I'm like do you know what a sample is and they're like no I'm like yeah it's only us that get mad because we're like what you mean this isn't your whole life like yeah, you don't literally. care as much as I do like yeah. Yeah, that's really what it is but yeah so I like the business side classes like I have business and music I have touring and concert promotion those kinds of things but then I had to take classes like intro to performance and I'm like I'm not an artist so why am I here performing that's cool, though. that's cool though because then like if say you were to like maybe manage someone in the future and they were like having you just have the knowledge to like help yeah. them out that's important that's I, that's I mean I know you're probably like AOL. I was like it was not for me <laughs> but you're gonna you're gonna be happy you're gonna be happy later on that you did that though because like you never know when those little skills are gonna come in handy especially in this industry like people also often like switch between different things like people could be like going from an A&R to being a manager to being like working yeah. for an agent I don't know like a lot of things are kind of interchangeable um and the more knowledge and education you have on the whole the thing as a whole it's like you're it's gonna be really good for you very true I'm excited to graduate even if it is into a not the best time for the music industry but you know I'm excited. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I have a couple more months. We can we can see where things go. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I love the program that I'm in. And obviously doing a project like this is really rewarding because it's like it enables me to, you know, talk to the like friends of the artists that I've met over the years 
because of music and kind of bring it into like my education because this is like my final project for my school so it's exciting for me um and I like doing things where I have like that creative freedom to kind of apply it in the way that I want to apply it so it's exciting but yeah that's good for you I love that you're like so passionate about it because a lot of people don't get to do what they love so it's really cool that that you get to do that and get to study that yeah no I feel really grateful that I found like I I'm like 40 minutes from my school I live at home right now I'm not like living on campus but um when I was it felt like really crazy that I found like a program so perfect for me so close to home because it's not like New Jersey's like a hub for music And it's not like we were right outside of the city. Like, so it was, you know, it would be like go to NYU or Drexel, like one of these schools that have like established programs, but the friends that I have that go to those schools, like they don't seem as thrilled with the program as like I do, cause it's obviously different, but I'm like, I feel grateful that I found a program so perfect for me. Um, and it's kept me interested, even though there have been many times where I'm like, college ain't for me, I'm leaving, like, <laughs> but I didn't. So I'm glad I stuck with it now, but it's definitely not like, fun all the time but it's not because of my program it's just like college you know (laughs) you know (laughs) um but yeah I can safely say that I am I feel ready to enter the music industry yeah hell yeah um yeah so then um I guess we'll say like our current favorites I like to do a segment at the end where I have you say like you just shout out like your favorite like song artist album right now that you've been listening to um just as kind of a way to like share music with the audience yeah I think my my let's see I have to look at mine too (laughs) I've been really loving Gideon lately Hmm. um so dope um who else this girl Faye Webster Mm. I only know a couple songs by her but she's so good yeah um TV girl there's also this one song, um, I think the guy, hold on, let me see, I'm pretty sure, yeah, this guy only has one song out, I'm like, who are you, it's called Naked by Bickle, mm. and it's such a good song, I listen to it, like, every day, and I'm like, who is this person, he has no other songs about, no clue. yeah, I've- also, oh, wait, where are you I going? Go. Sorry. <laughs> there's <Okay>. also, um, <laughs> this song that I found on TikTok where is it I think I was that the one on your story yes yeah. Melody by plus two it is so good it makes me so happy I literally am obsessed with it and it's from 1983 oh yeah I remember I was like whoa this is like an and old it's just blowing up on TikTok I'm like what are, like that's so crazy the way that the world works like who would have thought like nobody could have ever known in 1983 that the song was gonna blow up on a weird like app in yeah it's pretty cool yeah yeah bringing back all these like older songs like you know like Fleetwood Mac like came back for no reason not like no reason but it was just like crazy that like 40 years later like these songs are coming back it's crazy um yeah I think the songs that I'm listening to right now I mean I mentioned Baby Queen like every episode but like I'm literally obsessed with this artist Baby Queen she's like um a UK pop girly um and she just released like her EP Medicine and I think she's like doing a virtual tour with Youngblood right now. She just, she's super cool. I love all of her songs. She has great hooks, which I think you like. right now. Yeah. Oh, I will check her out. You'd like her, especially like she has a song called like Internet Religion and like Pretty Girl Lie, which are about like, you know, social media and like how it affects your like mental health and like your image of yourself. It's so good. It's such like 
like satirical writing I think you'll love it so I love that I'm yeah. excited he's great um and then like I mean not as like a song but I I read all of Halsey's poetry book like in one sitting oh, I wanted- yeah it's so good um it, it was good yeah it was really like it was really personal and I like wasn't expecting it to be as personal as it is because I'm like a very big Halsey fan like I love her and so I like went the day it came out to Target and like grabbed the book and read it all in one sitting and I was like whoa I feel like I know more about her than I know about myself because it was like that that's awesome yeah it was really good I think you'd like it too um and it's different obviously from her music because it's more you know free form which I kind of like because I'm a a poetry fan um so love that too if I would leave me if I could if y'all haven't uh purchased it on the bookshelves of whatever store go buy it um but yeah that being said that's pretty much everything um I'm going to plug Olivia now because you should be streaming her music um stream now the the Akon ripoff (laughs) um (laughs) the results of my poor judgment was it even real and the rest of her discography um you should be listening to all of it it's immaculate and you can follow olivia on instagram would you like to plug all your social medias you're at live on tiktok aren't you no that's just my name that's just like my name oh i thought it was like i thought you got like the at live i was like it like pops up it like it like i think you can when you tag people it sometimes can show up as that i don't know oh gotcha i don't know how it works but like it's just my name but it's olivia g o'brien i think i actually don't (laughs) <laughs> my twitter is olivia g o'brien my instagram is olivia o'brien and then um yeah my my tiktok is olivia g o'brien yes go follow her tiktok she's hilarious follow her everywhere whatever like my mom literally follows you on instagram and she'll like see your post and be like wow she looks terrible like sarcastic because like you look amazing in every picture no 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 she will never say that that. she's gonna be like how dare you say that like about me but no she's like wow could she look any worse like like sarcastically because you look amazing and then she'll be like she's like it must be hard for her to look this good like every day (laughs) but she loves you too like she's a big fan (laughs) I said hey and thank you I will I will so yeah with all that being said this has been an episode of both sides of the barricade you can follow us on instagram at both sides of the barricade on twitter at bsotb pod the acronym and then pod and you can subscribe on youtube at both sides of the barricade my instagram and twitter are jtaylorldr this episode is available on spotify and itunes you can watch it on youtube um you can follow subscribe like download rate comment all of that i love reading comments i love reading ratings please leave me something i hope you guys enjoyed this episode thank you so much for listening thank you olivia for being on i really appreciate it hope you enjoyed it um and with that being said see you next week bye